I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the UK Film Review Podcast's uh, new releases section. Uh, this is Robert and um, I'm recording this intro uh, <clears throat> 10 days after I have seen a couple of the films in question because um, basically I kind of decided to uh, change up what I was going to do. Initially I was just going to cover Knock at the Cabin but then I decided that um, uh, I had enough to say about Piss and Boots that I could just add that on, and I just decided to make it um, a bit of a different episode where uh, I would cover more than one film. Uh, now, I don't know if this is going to be what I'm doing from now on. Um, you know, I do like that idea, but uh, I haven't fully decided on it yet. You know, I'm still okay with the idea of, you know, just posting one review of one film. But, you know, but, but we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, just... For now, this episode just has a couple of uh, non-spoiler reviews of a couple of films that were out this month. So, yeah, um, uh, I also don't know if I'm going to add more as well, because I do have a couple, but um, I'm thinking of maybe adding a couple more. Uh, So, you know, even though it's edited, although this is going to be edited together, uh, it's also going to be a little bit uh, jumpy in terms of like you know the times of the recordings but you know you won't even notice to be honest so uh yeah i hope you enjoy them 
so to tell you what I thought of Puss in Boots The Last Wish, uh, I thought it was really, really, really good. Uh, I thought it was very much um, the most like energetic, creative, fun, emotional, mature film in the franchise since Shrek 2, uh, maybe even since the first Shrek even. Um, it was just really, really great to see such a like um, uh, tight, uh, really well animated, but also very, very well edited. Like this is easily like the most tight and entertaining and well edited, not just animated film, but film I've seen in quite a while, honestly. Um, you know, it was, uh, it told its story very, very efficiently and in a very entertaining way. Uh, it also had like a lot of time for like actual like character development and characterization and all that stuff. Um, it has a bit of a big cast, but it does focus on these different characters and fleshes them out quite well. Uh, from Puss in Boots himself to uh, his sidekicks to Goldilocks and the Three Bears, uh, <clears throat> even down to like the basically the main villain of the film as well, um, who <clears throat> who's called uh, Jack Horner, and uh, it was which is a fairy tale that I wasn't familiar with. If that is a fairy tale, I think it is a fairy tale. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't familiar familiar with that at all, but I have to say I found it. Um, like really effective in how much it just characterized these these various like characters and stuff um you know there are some like there is a little bit of familiarity to the film towards like certain aspects of it in fact weirdly it kind of reminded me a little bit of some recent films that have like also been these like kind of uh i I wouldn't say like blockbusters but like but, but, but these films that like kind of tackle the idea of like mortality and death and stuff and potential fear of dying um uh weirdly enough you know what films i was reminded of the most whilst i was watching piston boots the last wish i was reminded of um for love and thunder and clerks free uh both films that also tackle this subject which you know uh, i i'd say this is the best out of those three personally um again a weird comparison but i think when you see the film you might you might understand if you've seen those films you'd understand but anyway so yeah i did i i really i you know i found it i definitely found it emotional um it just had maybe the, the strongest material for the title character puss himself that i've ever seen you know like because he started out as like a definitely a fun side character but this film in track two that is but this film really just like puts the eye on him and brings him down to earth and then you know builds him back up again you know and it's just very it's really well done uh, you know, the voice acting is really solid from everybody in the cast. I think this is definitely, it's it's Antonio Banderas's best work as P- Puss as well to date. Um, but I do think that, like, um, you know, uh, the standout aspect of the film, surprisingly, is how it deals with the whole theme of, like, mortality and, you know, how it, and just how the script in general, um, you know, tells its story, uh, you know, pays itself off very well and also like what one other aspect as well that i did quite like that i didn't expect well i did expect this but uh basically i kind of knew somewhat going in that this wasn't necessarily going to be like a big big tie into the other like shrek films or anything um which i was glad because you know i was i, I was happy to kind of know about that so therefore i wouldn't have those like expectations going in or anything as somebody who does have a childhood attachment to like the shrek film series um like this one whenever there is a reference it's used really really well like this is maybe some of the best usage of fan service that i've seen in a while because 
um it's very brief and these kind of little moments um and then this isn't i don't think this is spoiling too much or anything but there were a couple of like fly, brief flashbacks in the film um and you see a couple of characters from shrek in them and um it's like done super well because it makes total sense in context it's great to briefly see them but it also makes total and complete sense uh there's nothing at all distracting about it um it just it just works really really well and then Okay, the, 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 there is this one little bit that I do have to spoil as well. So just spoiler alert for this brief little bit. Um, basically, the film ends with the setup for a Shrek 5. Um, and I have to say, this is probably the most that like a sequel tease like that has gotten me excited in years. And I think that's just because the film kind of allowed itself to fully play out. Um, it's literally right after the title card that's right at the end the title comes up and then we get this scene and uh i mean i'm glad it wasn't like a post credit scene as well because then you know like it's it sort of like more people can see it but anyway so um they go off and they come they, they set sail to the land of far far away which i is basically where shrek was living you know and puss straight up says that he's gonna meet old old friends and they play a little cue of the shrek theme you know it and as soon as they did that, I was so, so pumped. I was just so excited. And I think, I don't know if I would have been as excited if the film beforehand wasn't so good. But the film was really, really good. So I was just like, yes, I want another one. I want a Shrek 5. You know, I think this film is the best argument for a Shrek 5, especially if they can keep up this like level of quality as well. Um, yeah, also, uh, and spoiler alert as well, uh, you know, you can... <clears throat> okay, we're talking about spoilers anymore. Anyway, so... Uh, wolf was really really good he's a really good villain uh you know like his presence in the film is surprisingly scary uh the film gets genuinely a bit tense at times um there's there's surprisingly like some swearing in it as well which i didn't expect and did catch me a bit off guard uh a little bit bit of violence too as well which i was uh, violence and death which again was surprising but um you know i didn't i I never thought it was too much or anything it was it it, it didn't push past the pg rating or anything but it was still it was still there and it still got a lot of especially you see blood in the film as well and when it's used it's used so perfectly like it's the best it is the best usage of blood that i've seen in like an animated film in god knows how long um so yeah, I I mean, all that stuff is really strong. Um, it's it is genuinely funny as well. It is um, it, although it's somewhat dark, it's also not too dark. Like there is still a sense of um enjoyment and fun and lightness to it. Um, but yeah, it just it's it, it's just really good, and it's just probably it, it's maybe the best might be the best animated movie of uh, twenty twenty two as well. Um, uh, I did really like uh, Galima del Toro's Pinocchio, but uh, this was, yeah, yeah, this would, if this wins, like, best animated feature of the Oscars, I'd definitely be happy. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Overall, I'd say this was really strong. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see where the Shrek franchise goes. Okay, so my opinion on uh, Knock at the Cabin. Uh, personally speaking, I found it to be uh, very, very tense. Um, very, very, like philosophically kind of interesting with the topics that it brings up about you know sacrifice and the potential for the apocalypse to occur and like you know being put in this kind of big situation where you have to make this like 
sacrifice seemingly in order to like save humanity it brings up all of these like kind of interesting questions and um like any of these stories it does keep you guessing as well in terms of uh what's gonna be revealed at the end like are they gonna reveal that basically these people that have like taken this family hostage are just crazy or are they correct and the film does pick one of the two i'll say that um but at the end of the day, I found the like the one that it did pick to be one that did give the film uh, quite a bit of impact. You know, like it's very it, it's it's not really like a complicated review, despite M Night Shyamalan being the person who adapted this story. Like he doesn't tack on something that like you know completely and fully and fundamentally changes absolutely everything that you saw up until that point. He just goes with a very simple answer, but it adds this kind of like extreme sense of bleakness to the ending which uh, i thought was very effective um the uh this movie does kind of feel like a play um and that's because you know it's so dialogue heavy set for the most part in just one location aside from some like brief flashbacks that you get um but at the same time though i did find it and on some cutaways as well but um so i like I, I did find it to be like fairly compelling uh the music is really really like good it really ups the tension and uh <clears throat> the uh the kind of the situation as well was conveyed very well there is a big sense of threat from these intruders even though they're not like the most evil people they're still very very threatening people um uh i found the film to uh, be very very well performed um <clears throat> especially by uh, dave patista and uh, ben aldridge uh, ben Aldridge plays the uh, half of the gay couple that basically doesn't believe what's going on and is just completely and utterly adamant that these people are just lunatics, you know? And uh, he does a really excellent job. There's, there's there's such a sense of, like, emotion and power to his delivery as well and just, you know, like, just, like, like he's entirely believable, you know, all throughout the film as this character. Um, Batista... Uh, as thankfully has become common for him, shows that he's a really, really, really genuinely good actor. Um, and in this film, he, again, he does do a really, really good job. Uh, he's really, really... Um, he's threatening, but he also has this kind of, like, uh, tortured feel to his character, you know? He feels like a person who genuinely is very, very, like, burdened by this, you know, desire that he says was kind of put upon him to threaten this family and kind of, you know, save the world, but do it via, via awful means. Uh, he does really well in the film. Um, uh, all the other acting is surprisingly strong too. Like this is definitely, despite M Knight making this movie, this isn't a film where like he at all misdirects the actors to give really awkward performances. Like sometimes he has done in the past. In this case, their performances are pretty spot on, you know, they're very, very like, you know, just true to the characters that they're portraying and stuff like that so uh yeah uh the uh film i think like but if we're talking about m night as well uh i think it makes for the most part good use of the cinematography like um <clears throat> it does embrace the fact that it's a small scale film because there's a whole lot of close-ups uh and sometimes you know in the past like that, that that's that's been a little bit awkward with m night style but in this case it's very very fitting you know um 
And the film's use of close-ups also kind of accentuates both the emotions of the characters and also the tension of the situation and also the sort of enclosed feel of the um, environment of these people being taken hostage. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. ...in this cabin in the middle of nowhere. Um, and I think that the film does utilize that to uh, create, you know, this this genuine sense of like fear and anxiety and, you know, again, emotion. Uh, I did find the film to be like, at times, it, like it seemed a little bit like they were a bit desperate to get out of the cabin. Because um, if I did have one flaw, it's the, the editing of the flashbacks was a bit uh, wonky and weird. Uh, the film has these like little moments that are basically cutting to like uh in the past with this uh, gay couple and like kind of things that they're doing like adopting their kid uh or even just arriving at the cabin because the film kind of starts with you know batista kind of bringing his group and kind of invading the cabin and then you get some like flashbacks that show like stuff in the past and you know personally speaking the transition was like i mean there was no transition it just sort of kept on cutting away to these like flashbacks and although i kind of get why to you know provide a bit of a respite from the tension of the film i did find it to be a little bit like awkward you know and personally i would have just rather they just had a prologue at the beginning of the movie that just showed all of this you know um <clears throat> that would have been a lot better but personally i mean you know i was still able to kind of look past that and still get into the film. Uh, I mean, these flashbacks only come every now and then. Um, you know, I did love the the, uh, the kind of the look of the film. Uh, I thought it looked really, really good. Um, I thought that, the, the, I, again, thought that the music was really good uh, from a production level. I thought this was really solid. Um, you know, uh, on occasion, there's maybe an awkward line or two, but that's just kind of to be expected with, like, M. Night, you know? And um, I feel like M. Night also, uh, what he kind of... Did, like did well with this film as well was uh <clears throat> he sort of like he like, like like he gave it this sense of again the sense of bleakness but he didn't push it too far um he didn't push it into being just full-on like mean-spirited which i think it could have been um and it also wasn't like you know because i because i do have a thing about like you know movies that are about like apocalyptic scenarios i mean i do find those movies to be kind of stressful um, and, the, and this one I didn't find too stressful. I did find what was being suggested to be very, like, um, tense and very, very dark. But I didn't find it to be, like, you know, stressful to the point to where I just didn't enjoy watching it. You know, I did kind of enjoy putting myself in that situation and thinking, like, what would I do um, 
in this circumstance you know that has been seemingly bestowed upon me and stuff like that and you know the film it does kind of play with, with your expectations a little bit you know in terms of the plotting and narrative you know in terms of like you know what's going on why are they doing this and again by the end of it there's sort of a reveal um i mean it's i i still think there's a bit of ambiguity to it but you can take it like totally literally um you know and i think that the way that the film concludes you know like there is still like room to reflect on that ending you know to reflect on like you know the impact that it had and you know what it was and what it was conveying as well um i even got into a little bit of debate with like another person as well about like the meaning of um of that final scene as well and the emotional like thing that it was going for like what what it was trying to say which you know i think is a the mark of a good movie um so yeah i did i did overall enjoy it um i'd say it's m night's best since split um because i wasn't a big fan of a uh, glass or old but this kind of feels more like it's playing more towards m night's strengths than his weaknesses you know uh i found this to be you know a very solid one i would i i would say like every decade he has like a really really good movie like this and you know for me personally like this is up there with like you know for me like signs was quite good uh split again was probably the best film that he did in the 2010s and this one like this is another good one and uh, i do hope he keeps making more movies as well i kind of just want him to stick to this kind of film like which old kind of was as well but i feel like with this movie you know he kind of just again he made he made a movie that you can take seriously he made a film that um had stuff to say uh he didn't make he, he like the ending that he gives it as well although it's a bit a bit of a clear ending it's not a full-on like movie ruining twist where it's like a twist that's kind of tacked on that then messes with the film which i felt old uh, greatly suffered from as well so uh yeah i i did like it i would i mean and, and you've probably already seen it by now but if you haven't you know i'd recommend it and you know make sure that you go into it as blind as possible as well because i feel like that's the best way to uh, experience it so yeah that's it Okay, so this is kind of an advanced review because um, I actually saw this movie uh, not via <clears throat> the cinema or... Well, I saw it on streaming technically, but it was a bit of a special occasion. Um, I'm part of this, uh, or I've become part of this uh, horror Discord um, <clears throat> that's connected to the uh, Reddit horror uh, subreddit. And, uh, you know, I became a member there and I've been pretty active. And, um, you know, what they do is that they uh, stream films and uh, from America, uh, Infinity Pool was streamed. Uh, it was streamed legally, thankfully, because um, it is out there on streaming in America. Uh, legally, it was legally bought and stuff like that. So, you know, I wasn't like doing any, any kind of pirating thing, but I did take part in this stream. And, um, you know, I managed to basically just like watch it. Um, it's coming out in uh, March. And, uh, but, I, but I just wanted to add it, you know, I just wanted to add, you know, my opinion on it um, since I, I actually got to watch it uh, yesterday. Uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, very solid. Um, I thought it was very, very, like, it was really, really weird and unsettling. Um, it had a lot of, uh, like, kind of social commentary on, you know, on, you know, the, the freedom of, like, privilege and, like, wealth and 
but in this case the wealth was very very like specific it's it's all basically set in this like um resort that's uh in a, a foreign country i can't remember which one it was but it was it's basically like these two these two uh well-off characters are like you know brought to this like resort and um via this accident there's this uh kind of creation of like freedom uh for the main character his name's james he's this writer and um he, he's basically like you know via this accident is essentially a clone is created of him that can serve as the person who gets executed for this crime that he's committed and uh then he's basically just allowed this like pure sense of freedom uh especially with this like other group of um uh, really, really, really hedonistic people who have gone through the same process. Like that, that that's basically the setup of it, and it goes to some like weird, pro- weird uh, places. Um, if you're not into all kinds of like sexual depravity, then you might not like this movie. But personally, I kind of enjoyed it because you know it's not stuff that you see in movies every day. You know, and this stuff was quite good. Um, you know, it was very, very. It was it was uncomfortably like weird and uh to me that was that was very well done you know all of that stuff was well done uh uh it, it is pretty well made um it's quite um you know it's got that kind of feel of uh you know this kind of psychological psychological dehumanization and that's kind of conveyed in the visuals and it's also conveyed in some of these like very very like stroby sequences that uh, occur on a couple of occasions um like one nightmare scene or like you know an orgy scene and stuff like that and, and those sequences are pretty like hardcore and full-on and uh, there is definitely violence in the film as well um not quite as much as you might expect but still plenty um and it does have this like kind of disturbing context to it as well even the sex stuff is pretty creepy too um you know as a horror film i think it's it's more on the end of one that makes you think and one that kind of weirds you out rather than like directly scares you um uh, it's interesting to see director brandon cronenberg son of david uh basically try and tell these stories uh with this and possessor that are about like dehumanization and do weird things with like sex and like the body and stuff like that you know that um are reminiscent of his father's works but um strangely enough i think he's succeeded at like carving a very very like specific identifiable niche that's very different as well uh the film you know does like feature um themes that are definitely would be familiar to anybody who like enjoys Cronenberg will be able to kind of pick up on the whole the whole aspect of like you know again um social commentary combined with this like very weird kind of horror as well uh and yeah personally yeah I did enjoy it um I found it it it, it did run it does run a little bit long um but that's more of a kind of trimming thing rather than like having to cut out scenes um i felt that the film was you know as far as the story goes i think it um was fairly unpredictable surprisingly like there were only a couple of things that i predicted and i really didn't didn't have any kind of clue where it was going uh 
the characters in it were fairly good um especially the the lead one who you do feel quite bad for and he's he, like he is a super sympathetic character that you can really like get invested in and stuff like that and you also have um Mirgoth who plays this like very fem femme fatale villain uh that is like a super unsettling antagonist you know especially since she takes on almost this like corrupting uh kind of role to james and it is super super uncomfortable many scenes with her and you know i personally yeah i enjoyed that um uh the, the acting was really good too i do think that um uh alexander skarsgård is like impressing me more and more as an actor i think he's like super super good in this film um i think he uh shows that kind of deteriorating stressed out um really broken state of his character really convincingly and very effectively um and you know there are some scenes that do call for him to do some like unique kinds of acting i'll just say that you know uh and yeah yeah i found it i, I thought he was very impressive uh mia Goff, uh i think has gained a lot of hype for like x and pearl and uh here she kind of you know she, she's playing a bit of a different character um she's not quite as like Oh, she's she's not quite like she she's not quite as um sympathetic or anything like that. She is kind of just pure evil in this film, but she does she she's still pretty fun, and she she still really like conveys that again, seductive but creepy like persona very well, and yeah, I just found the film to be um yeah pretty like satisfying overall, even if you know it does kind of end on a bit of an ambiguous note um it kind of it sort of has this conclusion that sort of leaves you wondering what's going to happen next but it sort of just ends before it's going to tell you and you know not everybody will like that kind of ending it is the kind of ending that did initially leave me feeling a little bit uh unsatisfied just because i kind of wanted to know what was going to happen next but then again uh there was like a big hint towards what was going to happen next that wasn't shown but you know what's kind of indicated and you know personally i kind of think in hindsight that the ending that it did have was pretty good you know uh yeah so yeah uh, check it out when it comes to cinemas or streaming or whatever you know in uh, in march uh i would recommend it if you're into like if you, if you liked his prior film possessor or like other kinds of um weird semi-satirical kind of horror movies you know I, I think that you'll probably enjoy this one so yeah If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.